0: I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.
1: You can be pretty laissez-faire in how you get your your time for yourself in terms of your exercise and things like this. But the more you ratchet up your responsibilities and your inflexibilities um, in life, the more you need to be really diligent and focused on how you practice each and every day to make sure that the areas that are important to you in life get the focus that you need.
0: Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy, and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and indulgence, to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode, I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Today, I have Cam Miller with me. Cam is the founder of Udesha and the creator of the Daily Practice Method. He studied an MBA at London Business School and held various roles in Australia, France and the UK in investment banking. Five years ago, he ended up in the emergency department after allowing an investment banking rule to erode his values. He decided at that point to never again settle for anything less than excellence when it came to the way he cared for his values, the way he cared for himself and for the important things in life. He went on to be the co-founder and chief growth officer of Mori a sustainable baby wear essentials brand. During his time there, he grew the brand using a values-led growth strategy, which led it to be a finalist in the Great British Entrepreneur Awards in 2016. Cam is described by his peers as a growth expert with a deep passion for unlocking human potential and for creating meaningful change in the world. He's based in Perth, Western Australia, and can be found playing guitar, surfing and kiteboarding on our beautiful beaches in his spare time. Welcome, Cam. Lovely to have you on the show.
1: It's good to be here, Lena. It was a very uh, comprehensive introduction. Thank you.
0: I've been doing my research.
1: Yeah, you def- definitely have. Well done. <laughs> That's
0: all right. No, it's a pleasure to have you here. And I love how you stand by your values and you you realize that you'd reached a turning point in life when you were completely misaligned with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think if you look at a lot of a lot of people who are, you know, working on their personal growth or a lot of people that are either coaches or leaders in the industry, they've had that kind of turning point where up until that point, they accepted a lot of the values of society, or, you know, of working hard, chasing status, prestige, things like this. Uh, but then they came to a point in time where they realized that wasn't working for them. And so from that point forward, they decided to take greater agency over the process of deciding you know, what is truly important to me or you and then uh building a life around that so that's that's kind of been the core thrust um, of what I've been doing over the last five years I would say um particularly what started off initially as my own sort of personal growth journey and then what grew into the work I'm doing uh kind of with my brand year and then my own sort of personal brand under Camilla and the the coaching and teaching and stuff that I do with that as well so yeah I think it's a it's a It's a commonality with uh, a lot of people on their journey um, and a lot of people have that kind of inflection point somewhere in their life where they decide to to change things up a bit
0: yeah definitely. once you do realign with your values, life just flows so much easier and yeah you feel more fulfilled and inspired in what you're doing
1: yeah absolutely. It feeds into once you know what's important to you it's it's much easier to make decisions day by day that kind of enrich your life. And the values I found, I I create values roadmaps for people which actually then helps show people where they're at now in terms of their values, things like health and finances and even things like stress and relationships and where they might want to go. So it's it's good for telling you where you're at, but then it's also good for helping you decide uh, where you want to go as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so true. So I'll jump into the questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, these podcasts follow a series of questions, so I, I keep it consistent. So I speak about having a non-negotiable in my self-care. What is your non-negotiable?
1: Yeah, so I think the, the non negotiable for me. Um, it's, it has changed over the years, but really over the last few years, the non-negotiable for me has been my own daily practice. Uh, and so what I've found is that it's important to have a kind of, it's called a lot of different things by different people, but a, either an anchor habit or a core habit, something that you do day in and day out that keeps you on the right track um and prior to making practice my kind of non-negotiable it was it was exercise, it was journaling. but what I realized is that all of these things themselves are daily practices. So my exercise is a daily practice journaling is a daily practice. Uh, meditating is a daily practice being positive is a daily practice. So what I found is that the most important thing to come back to each day is, more broadly, my daily practice, which is just me saying to myself that, you know, each day there's going to be a lot of different tasks and things that I have to do. Uh, for other people, I've got different roles, either a role in, as a nurse or in the medical profession and all of the, the different aspects of life as a parent, etc. But then I'm also always going to carve out a little bit of time to practice the important things in life. And that's how it, it ties to, to our values but to make sure I'm I'm at least practicing something each day that not only enriches today, but then through practice, it's the way we get better at anything in life, but through practice I'm actually gaining skill maybe around exercise or a skill for positivity or something that I can also take forward through to tomorrow, so all other things being equal I have more skills to bring to bear on tomorrow's sort of problems and challenges, and therefore tomorrow is going to be a little bit easier than it was today. So, by making my daily practice my non-negotiable, I'm making sure that I'm really making growth uh, my non-negotiable. That each day I'm doing doing something to take me forward, to make me better, smarter, healthier, stronger. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's my my non-negotiable.
0: How beautiful, and you can really see how you have that growth like that value strategy and you use it to grow yourself. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think, you know, in uh, I think we're going to cover it on uh, today's topic, but uh, there's all of these different key areas of life, you know, physical health, emotional health, uh, social, um, even spiritual, etc. Uh, because there are lots of important things in life. And because there are many different important things in life, uh, we need to to make the effort to understand what they are and then incorporate them into our daily practice so that we're making sure all of these important things, our physical health, our relationships, are getting a little bit of daily investment in them so that they themselves are growing and therefore we are growing as a result you know as our relationships grow we grow as our physical health grows we grow as our intellectual strength stamina etc grows we grow and uh through that you know we create uh, a better life for ourselves so all of these things are, are really just tools for personal growth and happiness in life um and through Practice is kind of the way we, we move forward, we progress each day. And as I mentioned, values is more about bringing uh, clarity to what it is that's important to us and where we want to grow uh, and improve.
0: Awesome. That leads beautifully into my next question. I created a model of self-care for my nursing colleagues and I broke it down into five different aspects. So these aspects are the mental, emotional, emotional, Physical, spiritual, and indulgent parts of ourselves. What is your idea of indulgent self-care?
1: <laughs> well, before I we jump into that, would, would you be able to just expand a little bit on what indulgent means to you? I've got, I've got a, I've got a thought or an answer here, but I just want to understand what. Uh, okay,
0: yeah, no worries. That? So, a lot of people associate self-care with day spas, bubble baths, you know, vacations. Yeah. And I've put that in the indulgent bracket. So, like, we all need to do these things, but it's only 20%. The other 80% is all stuff that we need to be doing all the time as well. So, yeah, that is what I call the indulgent. It's it's whatever brings us joy, whatever lights us up. It doesn't have to be stuff that's really expensive or vacations or whatever. But, yeah, it's whatever brings joy to our life.
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, for me... The indulgent part of my life, I think, for me, is kind of the concept of uh, flow, you know, when I'm, I'm doing something, whether it's either playing music or sport or something like that, you know, typically outside of work, although I, I work hard to make sure I'm getting the flow and the enjoyment and everything in work so that, you know, work and life blend in many respects. But for me, it's, it's that, and I have found that personally, um, most um, poignantly, uh, through um, exercise, and through particularly for myself, sort of more extreme forms of exercise like surfing uh, and kite surfing. So I'm I'm down south at the moment uh, uh, on holiday uh, at in Dunsborough, south south of Perth uh, in Western Australia, and for me, very much, you know having a holiday is something that is indulgent, but as you mentioned, it doesn't need to be something that is expensive. For me, that key element is just being able to kind of flow throughout the day. Uh, And for me at the moment, that means, you know, going for a surf (laughs) probably after, after this interview and then maybe one later today as well. And and that's been one of the revelations uh, for me in terms of, um, terms of my life. So I was making sure that you know each month or each quarter, but also as much as possible uh, each week and each day that I have, you know, those indulgent uh, moments where I can just let myself go. Uh, because uh, not only is it incredibly enjoyable uh, when we're in those sort of uh, flow states, we're really focused and enjoying what we're doing, but it's just incredibly uh, renewing for us. Because when you're in these sort of flow states, you're completely focused on exactly what it is you're doing. And so that means all of the, the mind chatter, all of these different things goes, goes quiet. When I am uh, kite surfing or surfing, I literally don't have a thought outside of what I'm doing for an hour or two. And I just find that not only my body and there's all the endorphins and everything that comes with that. Um, but I've kind of freed up the mind. Uh, and so for me, that's kind of, that's quite indulgent uh, to try to incorporate that as much as possible um, into my day life. And I actually do that through uh, my daily practice as well, that I include little things throughout the day, little indulgences, perhaps like maybe a 20-minute meditation or something like that, where I can I can get that. That rest, that renewal, regain my focus, motivation, inspiration, etc., for the rest of the day. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would say that's that's kind of my indulgence.
0: Awesome, yeah, beautiful. And I get what you're saying about the surfing and the kite surfing because I've got a paddle board, and I'm the same. When I'm when I'm out on that paddle board, nothing else matters. I'm just completely focused on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and lots of people, depending on their interests, will find their flow in uh, different areas. And actually, in terms of surfing and that, it's, you know, I don't, I just, I can't help but be in flow. That's why it's so powerful. In lots of other areas of my life, like around my work, I've had to, through my practice, um, develop the ability to flow in those activities um, but it's there's kind of varying degrees, and the, the more natural it is and the more just pure sort of play and enjoyment it is, the more uh, restful and renewing it is It is for me.
0: Yeah, totally. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happiness.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. I encourage nurses to try and be the best versions of themselves because I say if we are turning up as the best version of ourselves, we're offering the best care possible to our patients. Yeah. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself?
1: Yeah, it's a really, a really good question. I think um, there's kind of two sources of inspiration, I believe, both. Um, are really important. And I'd be by your question is kind of internal motivation uh, and then external motivation. Um, you know, I draw from uh, in different areas of life. For uh, I have a practice around gaining uh, external uh, in- inspiration daily. So that might just be watching, you know, a three-minute video of somebody like Les Brown, a famous motivational speaker just to get that bit of a, a pep talk, etc. cetera. Um, or it might be, uh, you know, looking at some inspiring pictures. that inspiration can come from lots of different uh, external uh, areas. But then I think probably perhaps probably most important is developing the skill uh, for internal uh, motivation. Uh, and like I mentioned before, there's these sort of key tools for personal growth you know, the more of them you use and the better you use them, the, the faster you grow and the happier you'll be. And some key tools I find in this area um, is doing a practice perhaps like, um, you know, around mortality, realizing how short life is uh, and uh, realizing, you know, Perhaps there's certain things that you want to do, um, you know, in this life, and realizing that it's short, and then that kind of I always find gives me a spark of of inspiration and motivation to to get after the day to seize uh, the opportunities. And I've actually done in the past, you know, to build clarity around this because the more clarity you have in these areas, the more motivating and inspiring things are for you. You know, I've done a list of the things I want to do before I die um, and then I use a list like that to um, get clarity around okay what is if that's my list of things I want to do over the next you know however long 40 years something like that what does that mean in terms of my five-year vision what I want my life to look like in five years and, and that's another source of deep motivation for me that I, I practice kind of complete acceptance and um, Gratitude and enjoyment for my life as it is now, you know, absolutely unconditionally. But then through my practice, I know that I can improve, gain skills, habits, intuitions, external resources, relationships, etc., for life through that, which means that I can create a better life tomorrow uh, and every day thereafter, that I can create. Uh, my vision. So having a clear vision and realizing I've got a strong tool in, in practice to go after it each and every day, um, you know, I find I find very inspiring. And since I've started using these tools, um, I really haven't found inspiration and motivation um, something that's been, that's been lacking, that I've constantly, through my daily practice, had this connection to where I want to go, in life, I've had this connection to my values. What is truly important to me? Things like having um, strength of body, strong relationships, etc. These in themselves are the most important things to me in my life, and so these are in themselves some of the most motivating and inspiring parts of my life. So it's kind of it's a complicated answer. I think it's I think it's a mix, um, a balance in many respects, internal, external different motivating tools like values vision um doing practices like around uh the shortness of life etc all of these things tie in to keep yourself uh motivated and if you're ever feeling like you know you're lacking motivation or inspiration any one of these tools can kind of get you unstuck and can get you kind of moving forward you don't have to use uh, everything at once so to speak
0: a beautiful answer and i think nurses will really relate to that because obviously as nurses we're there at the start of life and we're there at the end so we get that grasp of mortality and how things can just appear in the flash of an eye you know we see it we're right there with it when it happens so yeah awesome thank you for that really inspiring
1: yeah absolutely I think a lot of the personal growth wisdom and that um A lot of those different practices, particularly around mortality, do come from the experience of nurses and doctors and health professionals who see people uh, at those end stages of life, see often um, the power, you know, the hurt that regret uh, can cause uh, and therefore can be very powerful motivators to really go after, to not let fear kind of get in the way. Of the different things that you that you want or value in life, the different experiences that you want to have, and just to yeah you know, to gain the inspirational motivation to overcome your challenges and to solve uh, your problems. Because through my experience, um, you know somebody that is. is as long as people devote enough time and energy to any problem or any challenge, they, they can and will uh, overcome it. It's it's just the case a lot of the time that people are moving between lots of different problems and lots of different challenges uh, and therefore not finding momentum in those areas. And so a key practice of mine, that's something that I'm focusing on at the moment, is really trying to focus where I'm practicing, not practicing all of these different things in life, but picking two one to two areas in life where I really want to improve and then focusing on those until I have a win and then using the momentum of that win to either take that practice to new levels or to start up another practice in another area. But it's important that, you know, we're feeling like we're winning and regularly uh, in life to keep us motivated and inspired, I would say as well.
0: Yeah, totally, and and also learning from the lessons of supposed failures. I I say we don't really fail. We're, there's always something to be learned, and that can be a, a nugget of wisdom, you know, and how not to do things in the future. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. Like all, uh, you know, it's taught in society. It often comes from our parents, our schools, and uh, and the media, and that that you know failure. Is bad, and there's all these perfect people out there that never fail, etc. But uh, when you research the greats in any area, you know there's good quotes by Michael Jordan around, you know all the times he's failed, etc. But all the greats transcend that belief that failure is bad to realize that they must embrace failure, they must seek it out. Uh, but then the other key part of it is they must learn from those failures. Uh, in order to maximise their growth and progress in life and to maximise things like happiness and minimise things like pain and, and suffering.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. So what would be your key pieces of expert advice you could offer to the nurses and healthcare workers listening today?
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. I, um, I dated a, a nurse when I was younger um, for quite a number of years. And so I think I, I got an understanding um, of, the, of the lifestyle and the, and the challenges. I think there are some key challenges in and around um, healthcare work that aren't necessarily prevalent in other areas. One you kind of mentioned already is the emotional challenge um the life and death nature the seriousness um of the work then there's also the the hours it's kind of often depending on which area you're working in a 24-hour operation and there's some inflexibilities around that and so there are these challenges associated with that profession like there are many other challenges you know as in the introduction um i i was an engineer early in life i did business school studies, I went into investment banking and, you know, I was working till sort of 3am most weekdays, working over many weekends, cancelling holidays and basically got burnt out uh, in the process. So different roles have these different challenges, uh, but nursing in particular has some. And so when you have these extra challenges in those areas, you've really got to focus on um, developing the skills needed to overcome those challenges and practice is an important tool for that because if you know if you've got a really easy job or lifestyle where there's no real sort of constraints and and that you can you can be pretty laissez-faire in how you get your your time for yourself in terms of your exercise and things like this but the more you ratchet up your responsibilities and your inflexibilities um, in life the more you need to be really diligent and focused on how you practice each and every day to make sure that the areas that are important to you in life, get the focus that you need. When I was investment banking, I didn't have a strong practice. And so because of the challenges of the work environment, I didn't get the sleep I need. Um, I wasn't, my relationships were struggling because I I had to cancel on people all of the time. Um, And then Because I was working so hard, when it came to the weekend, I really just wanted to blow off steam and go out partying and stuff like that. So I I didn't have a strong practice. And as a result, key values of mine, like around health, um, family and friendships, waxed and waned. And so each day that I was in that role, I was getting weaker and weaker rather than stronger and stronger. So it was kind of the opposite of the path I'm on now. Each day with my practice, I'm getting uh, better and better I think that's the kind of key piece of advice is to develop a, a strong daily practice where regardless of the challenges um, around uh, your role, that you're finding time to get the important things in your life and to invest in those important areas of life so that, so that they grow and so that you grow uh, as well. So I'm not sure if you have any, any comments or questions around that, but I think um, that, was the, that was the main thought I had there.
0: Yeah, totally. You nailed it there. I mean, as nurses, we do work crazy shifts and we often work late and then go back in early, you know, with only like eight to 10 hours break between. So that sleep is very, very important to us. We need to be getting good quality sleep and ensuring we're getting rest. And yeah, doing those indulgent things that light us up when we do have days off and taking care of ourselves, because we can't pour from an empty cup. We need to be looking yep. after ourselves first so we can turn up, ask that best version and offer the best possible care to our patients. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, um, you know, with that, there's a lot of different forms of rest. You know, you can either just go sit back and, and watch a Netflix or, or other things, but I've found through a lot of the research I've done that, you know, active rest, as we've kind of described finding the things that you love, doing those things, maybe it's going out for a walk on the weekend, exploring or something like that, playing music, that these more sort of active forms of rest um, greatly accelerate the process at which you kind of described of, you know, filling up (laughs) your internal uh, resources where research shows that, you know, if you spend an hour or two on TV, you feel quite a lot more rested in the beginning, but at the end of that, you're really not much more rested than you were before uh, you started. And so, it's it's important that yeah, the more challenging your environment is, the more proactive you are in developing the skills, habits, practices, resources, etc., to um to kind of uh, transcend the challenges of those uh, environment. I I kind of firmly believe that if I had a what if I knew. What I knew now, I could have made investment banking work for me better by really being more diligent um, in the different important areas of my life. I still would have, I think, chosen eventually to move on from that, but I don't think it would have been a burnout scenario. I think it would have just been a a choice. I would have decided to go out and do my own entrepreneurial business, not because I needed to, but because I, I chose to.
0: Yeah, and that's where being aligned with your values comes in, doesn't it? Because if you're in that space, then you can make that work environment work for you because you are going to be looking after yourself too. I don't know if you've read any of Johann Harry's work. Have you heard of him?
1: I've heard of him, but I haven't read any of his books. He,
0: I recently read his book Lost Connections and in it he speaks of these what we've been sold as junk food values. So it's those values yeah. that give us the fast fix. We think we'll be happy when. And yeah, it, I think the way of describing it as a junk food value, it's it's really on point. And we've got to really dig deep and find out what our values are and what's going to bring us long-lasting and sustainable happiness, not just that that quick hit of happiness that's going to wane and we're going to be looking for the next one. So yeah, I thought was yeah. be clever.
1: Yeah, well, I think that was kind of the realisation around investment banking that, you know, I was in a business school and I got competitive with my classmates to get these sort of prestigious roles and, you know, I took on values around status, prestige, luxury, um, money, power, these sorts of things as part of that process. But once I actually held those in terms of using your analogy, digested those values, once I had them for a while, you know, I got sick and unhealthy because they were literally like junk food values. That the more of them I ate, the more of them I sought out, the uh, the less healthy and healthy I got. And as I've chosen better values around health and family relationships, freedom, etc., um, that's like eating, you know, the superfoods. <laughs> you, you get uh, you get a lot healthier, um, uh, a lot quicker. And so, really, the the values are the you know. The core to this kind of values define what we practice each and every day. When you do a vision exercise, when you write out what you want to do before you die, you'll see in these things what your values are, you know, that you want to spend time with family and friends, that you want to visit these places, etc., that you want your life so you want your day to look like this. You want to have these sort of freedoms or flexibilities that uh, th- through those practices we understand our values uh, more clearly over time. It's not something we can ever understand perfectly, uh, but it's just about thinking about our values. Uh, practicing them day in and day out Um, and through, you know, developing in the area of, say, physical health, the more we practice that, the more we develop skills for getting exercise each day, eating healthy, et cetera, the actually the more we understand that value. And actually, the more important it becomes to us, you feel that, you know, if you've ever started exercising or something, exercise might not be important to you to begin with, you might have seen the research that says you should and stuff, you'll start doing it. But eventually, as you build the habit for daily exercise, you'll start to enjoy it. Um, And then the more you do it, you eventually start to love it. So Therefore, exercise has gone from being not valuable to you to being something uh, that you value. And the things we value most are love in life. So, yeah, I think kind of that's the, that's the capstone of it all really is uh, to fill our lives with more of the things that um, we love, to love our work more, to, to love the things we do outside uh, work more, and I kind of group that into a term that I like to call um, "smashing it in life." <laughs> it. When your days are filled with, you know, work you love and living that you love, basically.
0: Yeah, living the dream. Hey. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Which can often be quite um, through the work I've done um, with lots of different people over the globe. You often, when they really sit down and put their dreams on paper they're a lot simpler and fundamental than you might imagine. You know, they describe waking up in the morning, uh, getting up, reading the paper, going to the beach, you know, with their family, having a nice evening with friends and music and stuff like that. Uh, it's surprising how similar a lot of people's dreams um, are and that it's it's often less, you know, dreams like being famous and that are good, but actually the more we sit and think about them and understand them we often realize that those dreams might actually take us away from what's really important to us and so when people really sit down and give the time and energy and thought to what's really important to them and where they want their life to go often it becomes a lot simpler a lot more fundable and therefore actually a lot more achievable uh, than people uh, often initially imagine
0: yeah definitely it's the simple things in life often that are the most powerful and the most important to us when it comes down to it in the end.
1: Exactly. And, you know, the, everything in the media says, you know, don't be average. <laughs> you know, it's this kind of be, be bad or be really good, you know, be perfect kind of thing. But actually it's the average life when you look at what people value in terms of what they're doing each day, family, friends, work, these things, that most people actually have life pretty right. And that the people that have pushed things to the spectrum in one way or another have often have to give up a lot of what is really valuable uh, and important to them uh, in, in the process. So, you know, that's something I've got more comfortable with over time. You know, that I don't really feel the need to special or to greatness or all of these things, that I, I really just feel the need to decide for myself what's really important in life and to live my life in a way which maximizes all of these different wonderful uh, aspects of life.
0: Yeah, and just keep turning up every day as the best version of yourself. And...
1: Exactly, and keep uh, making that version of yourself better yeah. each day. You know, Today we can do our best, but through practice uh, we can develop skills, habits and intuitions for tomorrow uh, that make us uh, better. Uh, and I think a lot of uh, people, I, I come across this a lot with uh, parents, that a lot of people um, sacrifice themselves to help others, and I imagine that could be something that might be of relevance in the medical profession that this compassion uh, for other people often causes people to forget their own need. But in doing that, like with the example of investment banking, your best over time, as you get less and less healthy, as you've got less of the important things in your life that you love, that your strength, your ability to give to those other people uh, decreases over time rather than increases. So it's very important that we realise that often the best way for us to serve and help others is to make sure that we're getting important things in our own life because then each day we're growing our capacity to serve, help uh, and love uh, other people as well.
0: Yeah, you've nailed it there. It's exactly right. And that is what's driven me to launch Happy Nurse because we are, as nurses, healthcare professionals, we're also empathic and compassionate and we do tend to put our patients before ourselves I mean we can go I know I personally I can go 10 hours without even going to the bathroom because I'm always thinking I'll just do this just do this and I'm neglecting my own basic human needs like I'm I wouldn't deny a patient the right to go to the bathroom but you know I'm not going myself and yeah it comes down to that kind of fundamental stuff we need to be looking after ourselves and prioritizing ourselves so we then can prioritize our patients
1: Yeah, and this is an area of uh, work I do with people around their beliefs. So a lot of people would have a belief like, you know, I believed to serve the people in my life, whether it's, you know, my patients or other people that I need to give, you know, everything that I have in the moment and and not look after my own needs. But then you can can change that to uh, a more, that's kind of what I'd call a limiting belief. You can change that to a more unlimiting belief, which is that, by looking after my core values, my needs uh, each and every day throughout the day, <laughs> um, that I become stronger each and every day and therefore will grow my ability to serve, help and love uh, other people each and every day that I do that. And that's kind of that's a complicated way of putting it, but often people have a, a belief around their own needs and the way that they serve others and that through practice, They can write out an alternative, unlimiting belief. um, And through practice, they don't just start to understand that new way of thinking. It starts becoming their emotional truth. And so then then you start having the skills and abilities to take those breaks, to realize that you haven't, you know, gone to the bathroom for a while or eaten something, et cetera, so that, uh, you know, you come back stronger the next day as well and, and sleep is a kind of a key area for that that's probably in all the different areas of practice the most non-negotiable uh, because of what it does for the body and mind uh, overnight that without that your best tomorrow um, and it's it's a fairly it's a fairly we all know once we get tired how less productive we are and how less positive, et cetera, we are, which these are things that when we're serving others, that's exactly what they need. They need positivity, compassion, productivity, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, sleeps. sleep's are really uh, non-negotiable as well.
0: Yeah, so true. So where can the listeners find you if they are interested in working with you, Cam?
1: Well, I think the best place uh, at the moment is just um, uh, on Instagram or Facebook. On Facebook, it's uh, Cam Miller. Um, yeah, you know, just feel free to add me uh, as a friend uh, and connect that way. I'm more and more putting out content uh, online to help people with their personal growth, all the different things we've kind of described uh, on the chat today. Um, and then the same on Instagram, if they prefer my handle there is uh, Journey of Cam. Um, so, yeah, it would be great to connect with any of your audience and we can, you know, grow and develop uh, together on those platforms. And then, you know, if the opportunity arises to work at some point uh, down the line, that would be great too.
0: Yeah, awesome. It's been so good chatting to you today. And as you say, I look forward to collaborating with you again in the future.
1: No, appreciate it too, Elena. Good luck uh, with the podcast.
0: Thank you. thank you for listening to the happy nurse podcast if you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the happy nurse community head over to facebook and check out the happy nurse AU facebook page and request to join the happy nurse community also check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog see you soon and in the meantime remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.